the earlier you start planning any of this, the more efficient you'll be in retirement. So if you're a year out from retirement, looking at an IPP probably isn't going to make any sense at that point. If you are having an eye to retirement, you're thinking about this 10 years out from retirement, then that's a good time where you can still take advantage of their different ways of investing for retirement a lot more efficiently than you can a couple of years out. But taking retirement planning a step deeper, concretely, what is it going to look like? You know, that's where we want to be doing that three or four years out from retirement. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified with myself, your co-host, Joe Curry, and my co-host, Lindsay Wilson. How are you today, Lindsay? I'm good, Joe. How are you? Great, thanks. Good. We're trying out our new podcast recording platform. So something to be excited about. Riverside. That's right. Better audio, better quality. So exciting day. Yeah. And also, I guess we should mention that part of the reason we made this switch is because with our YouTube channel now, we're putting up these as videos on YouTube. So you'll find them on social media and YouTube. So hopefully we look just a little bit crisper. That's right. Yes. And the sound is just a little bit sharper. Exactly. Anything new in your world, Lindsay? Just busy planning that client event that I mentioned last time, our e-cycling identity event. So excited about that coming up next month. Awesome. How about you, Joe? Anything exciting? Well, I guess we're doing my mom's 60th birthday party Saturday. So it's kind of a surprise party with her sisters and their husbands and my wife, my brother and his wife. We're doing a learning to make pasta, like cooking class, mm-hmm. interactive. So we're going to do a whole bunch of different pastas and we'll have a bunch of wine and all that kind of stuff. Because they were supposed to go to Italy a couple of weeks ago, but then my aunt, she was bumped into it. It was a long story, but ended up breaking her two bones in her legs and one bone in her wrist. Oh, dear. And so they had to cancel the trip. Yeah. So we're trying to take into consideration her because she's coming. And so they all missed Italy. So we're making it kind of like an Italian celebration. So it should be fun. That sounds wonderful. What a great way to celebrate. Yeah, it should be good. Mm-hmm. So I guess on with our topic today. So we're going to do a couple of listener questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a couple of listeners reach out and we thought this might be a good time to let everybody know, if you do have questions, if you want to reach out to us, you can, of course, visit our retirementplanningsimplified.ca webpage, and you can always email info at retirementplanningsimplified.ca, and we're happy to field any and all questions. So, of course, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's something we'd like to do a little bit more of. I mean, obviously, we're putting this podcast there, hopefully bringing good information to our listeners. At the end of the day, though, you know what you want to learn more than anybody. So if you have a question, yeah, don't hesitate to let us know. And we'll start to feature some more of these questions as we go. Excellent. Well, I think we should dive in. This is a great question. When should I start planning for retirement? I'll give you two answers to that. So one is as soon as possible. Ideally, you start planning as soon as you have free cash flow. So we could be talking way younger than what our kind of average age of our audience is here right now. The only thing I want to point out on that is the power of compounding. So if you're, say you're 25 years old, 
and you started putting away $100 a week, and you did that until you were age 65, and you got an 8% average rate of return over that kind of year over year, you'd have over $1.3 million, and you would only have actually contributed to your investment accounts $200,000. So I would throw that example in there just to show people the power of compounding and why it's so important to start early if you can. But that said, for this podcast, our listeners are usually much closer to retirement than age 25. And so ideally, when we start thinking about actually having concrete plans for retirement, ideally, we're starting three or four years out from retirement. There's a few things we want to be looking at. We have created the Retirement Navigator, which I've mentioned a few times you can get at our website. Mm -hmm. The Retirement Navigator or talking to a financial planner is a really good place to start at that kind of three or four years out. And the first thing we really want to do is you want to get clear on your values, clear on your purpose, not just today, but what that purpose is going to be once you're no longer working or working in a different way, whatever that next stage looks like for you. So if we can get clear on that, then you can start backing that into what do the financials need to look like on a monthly basis? What are expenses looking like, depending on what some of those priorities or purposes are going to be in retirement, maybe expenses associated with those. Maybe adventure is a really important value for you. So maybe you want to make sure you're doing a lot more adventure type plans in retirement. So travel, things like that. So you might end up seeing expenses going up, but at least now you can start to get an idea of what it's going to look like. Then you can start seeing, okay, so now that we know, here's what it's going to look like when we get to retirement. We can say, okay, here's where we are today. So start taking inventory on what things look like right now. So what are you going to have for retirement? Have you been saving your retirement accounts, non-registered accounts? You have tax-free accounts. Do you have pensions? Are you going to get a pension plan? All that kind of stuff starts giving you a framework for what you can expect in retirement. And then you can start closing the gap. So what do you need to do to get from where you are today to where you're going to need to be financially a few years down the road, right? So for some of our listeners, the whole reason they're listening right now is because they could do some of that on their own. And that's great. So those are the things you should be thinking about. But for others, you should be talking to a financial planner, ideally someone specializing in helping people make that transition from working into retirement or work optional life. So the next step is once you've figured all that out, then you can decide, okay, if we can't just through savings over the next few years get to where we need to be, we could pull on those retirement levers we've talked about in other episodes. So are you willing to spend less in retirement? Are you willing to work longer? Do you want to do some part-time work? Obviously, you save even more, but that means reducing lifestyle expenses probably more at this point. So there's some things to weigh there, right? So, But those are some of the levers that you can pull if you're not where you need to be. Mm -hmm. I also know a lot of our listeners are kind of where they need to be in there. They're really thinking about that next step. How do they take that play into the next level? So the next thing I'd say is when you're one to two years out, definitely at least one year out, you need to start thinking about, are these plans you've been making from a, a cash flow standpoint, are they realistic? So how do we do that? Well, we just simulate what retirement is going to look like financially. So when we figure out what you're going to have available to retire on for monthly income, ideally what we're going to do is we're actually going to take all the income you have coming in while you're working. We're going to take all that. We're going to put it into a separate account. And then from that separate account, each month, you're going to move money from there into your regular checking account where you do all your spending. And the idea here is that you're going to get used to living on that amount of money you're able to sustain through retirement. And you're going to get a good idea of whether you could actually live on it or if you need to go back to the drawing plan for your retirement spending and your retirement goals. So maybe you'll get there and realize, you know what? For my day-to-day, -day, I actually was 
right on, but I missed all these kind of one-off things I hadn't really thought about. So now we need to say, okay, do we need to pull one of the retirement levers? Do we need to just reduce spending in some other areas? But at least you're going to know that before you leave your job. So I think that's probably a pretty good answer, I hope. <laughs> Let's see, maybe you could be the judge of that. Yeah, absolutely. So again, earlier is better, but I think the context of the question is really about like, when do we start really thinking concrete about what the next steps are to make sure we can get into retirement? Mm-hmm. So we're on the road to retirement. We're on the road to saving for retirement. What are the best retirement accounts for Canadians? That was another listener question that had come up. So there's a number of different ways where people can invest and save for retirement. Now, we've probably talked on earlier podcasts with some of the different retirement income sources, which is kind of like a backwards way of looking at what these accounts are. So you can find that. Maybe, Lindsay, we can add that to the show notes, those episode numbers. But basically, there's a few things that we're looking at here. Fortunately, the government has given us some more tax-advantaged opportunities for saving for retirement. So the most common one in Canada is the RRSP, or Registered Retirement Savings Plan. So the advantage of that is you get to take a certain amount of your income up to 18% each year, and you can add it into the RRSP, and you get a deduction off of your income. So if you have $100,000 of income, let's say that you put $10,000 into your RRSP, you're only going to pay tax this year on $90,000. One of the advantages of that is once you're no longer working, or at least not in the capacity you're working in now when you're fully employed and peak earning years, is that once you get to retirement and you start to take that money back out, you do have to pay tax. It's fully taxable, but you're more than likely going to be in a lower tax bracket. So usually when we're maxing out or putting big chunks of money into those RSPs, it's in our higher income earning years, which is almost always for most people a higher income tax bracket than when we are in retirement. So that's kind of the go-to for looking after your own savings for retirement. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that is the tax-free savings account. And for the tax-free savings account, you can put money in this year at 6,500. And this accumulates over time, right? So if you did put money in last year, you get that contribution room again this year. So anyway, so you can put that in new money, $6,500 this year. You don't get a deduction off of your income, but it grows completely tax-free. And when you take it out of that account, unlike the RSP, you don't pay tax when you take it out which is also potentially advantageous in retirement if there's periods where you need some additional income, but you are worried about maybe going into a higher tax bracket or having an old age security clawback, things like that affect your income. So you could take out of the tax or savings account withdrawals and it's not considered income for any of those income tested benefits. And one thing I didn't mention with the RRSP is that anything growing in there is growing tax deferred, right? So you do pay tax when you take it out, but any interest, dividends, gains, anything happening in those accounts, you're not actually paying any tax on. So those are kind of the two most common. Of course, there is your kind of similar to the RRSPs, but your work pension or group RRSPs. So there's a defined contribution pension, which is very much like a group RRSP. And generally what's happening there is your employer is promising to match a certain amount of what you're putting into those retirement accounts. So you put the money in, you're getting the deduction off that income. And then to some extent, your employer is matching the amounts going in there. Mm -hmm. So that's really the best place to start if you have that option. So if you have your personal RSP and you have that group RSP or defined contribution pension, you want to take advantage of the matching first, right? Any free money you can get, do that first. And if you still have some additional excess cash flow that you can invest above and beyond that, that's where you would start using the personal accounts. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, those kind of work the same. So even though a defined contribution pension has the word pension in it, it's not like what we think of teacher's pension or government pension, where it's going to give you a defined paycheck that's 
month after month throughout your retirement. That's a defined benefit pension plan. So that's a little bit different. The defined contribution is a place where you can save with the help of your employer, but you're still ultimately responsible for the investments in there and the returns you get and created an income out of that in retirement. Mm-hmm. We have our normal non-registered investment account. So these are usually the last place we're going to invest when we're saving for retirement because any dividends are taxable in the year they're claimed, any interest is taxable right away, and any capital gains, you pay tax on 50% of those gains anytime you sell any of your investments that have a gain. So those are kind of nice to have those accounts in retirement because there's a lot less tax you're paying when you're making withdrawals out of those accounts, but you're not getting that deduction and you're not getting any tax for your tax deferred growth in those accounts, but they're still there as another option. So outside of our personal savings, business owners have potentially another opportunity or maybe a couple other opportunities where they can save on a a tax deferred basis. So one is just saving within your corporation. So obviously this is for incorporated business owners, but business taxes are, business income is taxed at a lower percentage than personal income. Now, the first thing I'll say there is just to keep in mind that if a business owner wants to get that money into their hands personally, they're paying the same tax as everybody else, right? So there's no advantage there as far as the taxes because we have tax integration. So what happens is if you pay yourself a dividend, it looks like you're getting at a lower tax rate, but that's because the business already paid that other lower tax rate. So when we put it all together, it's still the same as a personal tax, right? So there's not really an advantage there, but where the advantage is, is that we can get those dollars invested, paying the lower tax amount and then investing that full amount And then later on in retirement, they could take the money out of the corporation and pay the rest of the tax. So that's where that dividend tax would come in, Mm -hmm. right? So this is very similar to an RSP. So if someone's paying themselves salary and their business owner, they have a choice. Do they want to contribute to their RSP or not pay themselves as much, lease some money in the corporation and invest there? So there's some advantages and disadvantages to each option. And it's usually kind of a personal situation, kind of how we would determine that. And maybe we can do another episode on this at some point, Lindsay, mm-hmm. so I won't go any, any deeper there. Mm-hmm. But there are those options. A lot of people don't know they can set up an investment account inside their corporation, mm-hmm. but we can set it up just like you'd set up an RSP or a personal non-registered account. We can set those accounts up, invest those tax-deferred dollars. And then when you sell your business or move on from the business, you can turn around, create an income out of those investments and pay yourself a dividend, just like you were doing most likely while you were running the business. Mm -hmm. So that's an option. And then the other one, which is also for business owners, is an individual pension plan or IPP. So this isn't something we've actually talked about on the podcast before, I don't think. But an IPP, what it does is it basically creates a defined benefit pension for a business owner. I talked about defined benefit pensions a minute ago. So that's like the teacher's pension. The teachers, the government workers, anywhere else where we have these defined benefit pensions, they're actually contributing more into those accounts than they would be able to if they didn't have those pensions and were putting money into an RSP. So if a business owner sets that up for themselves, it allows them to get that higher contribution room that these other employees would be getting who have the defined benefit pensions. And I was actually listening to, and we can put this in the show notes too, because Jason Mm -hmm. Ferrer did a, a good episode on this. But in his podcast, he was talking about how it's actually about 160% of the total contribution ramp throughout your lifetime compared to your RSP contribution, right? So you can get, if you have those extra dollars and you're looking to get a tax-sheltered vehicle, that's really one way a business owner can increase that. So again, there's a very specific to each situation, what your goals are. And that's something maybe we'll talk about on another episode of what the IPP is. Mm -hmm. But that pretty well kind of rounds out the options for saving for retirement. 
beyond actually using investment accounts from a non-registered standpoint, of course, you could also be investing in other things that you don't necessarily put in those accounts, like real estate, things like that. But from investment accounts available in Canada, I think that pretty well sums it up. Excellent. Well, I think that covers our two listener questions. Again, when should I start planning for retirement? And what are the best retirement accounts for Canadians? Let's kind of go hand in hand. So Joe, any parting thoughts, any parting advice that you would offer? Yeah, I think it just comes back to what we talked about kind of after our first question there is really just the earlier you start planning any of this, the more efficient you'll be in retirement. So if you're a year out from retirement, looking at an IPP probably isn't going to make any sense at that point. So if you are having an eye to retirement, you're thinking about this, you know, 10 years out from retirement, then that's a good time where you can still take advantage of these different retirement accounts that we just talked about or different ways of investing for retirement a lot more efficiently than you can a couple of years out. But taking retirement planning a step deeper into like, what does it concretely, what is it going to look like? You know, that's where we want to be doing that three or four years out from retirement. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Joe, for imparting that information about planning for retirement. My pleasure. It's fun as always. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.